On this week's XJ Talk Show, Josh tells us part two of his carnage-filled wheeling trip with Jolly Jeepers out in the Tillamook State Forest. That's right, Tony. I break down the breakdown and tell you guys exactly what happened to my 99 XJ on this weekend-long wheeling trip, and I go into detail about all the repairs and what future modifications I've got planned. We hear a couple of new voicemails and some kind words from a friend of the show on Facebook, all on the next XJ Talk Show. Bienvenidos al XJ Talk Show, un podcast acerca de aventuras off-road en Jeep Cherokees y entrevistas con los que manejan y mueven el mundo de las carreras off-road. Ahora, aquí están sus presentadores, Tony y Josh. <laughs> so funny. Hey, this is uh, Tony and this is uh, the XJ Talk Show, uh, the premier podcast about uh, Jeep Cherokees and all things that go bump in the night. No, not really. This made that up. Anyway, uh, this is episode 140, and here is my very cheerful and uh, back-ached co-host. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, I'm I, uh, ibuprofened up and, and ready to go. Hey, guys, this is Josh. You know me as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ over at XJTalk.com, and, well, that's why we're here. Uh, as Tony said, the uh, web's most premier Jeep site. I like to think so. Uh, so if you guys don't recall, last week we uh, we deviated from the norm, and uh, the norm is always a wide open term here on this show, um, but uh, we didn't do our standard uh, little segments. We, uh, we actually just spoke about Josh's wheeling adventure, or maybe a misadventure. We're going to find out uh, more tonight. But anyway, we're going to complete that saga, hopefully, tonight. <laughs> so... Uh, we're going to uh, again deviate from the norm and uh, continue talking about the the fun and it's always it was fun it's an adventure one way or another if you if you don't lose a finger in shop uh, it's always a, and it, it makes for an interesting story and uh, things get fixed and continue on yep and uh, when we left off guys I was about well a little more than halfway through uh, through the adventure and hadn't gotten quite to the good part yet so uh, we'll roll into that here tonight we're gonna try and get to a little bit of Amazon you bought what as well uh, we got a review to share with you fellas and uh, uh, well I think we may even have a voicemail we can squeeze in here as well so uh, we'll see if we can't fit everything into uh, one hour it might be hard and I'll try and keep things as short and fast as possible well, I'll tell you guys like I tell my wife. I'm a man. I can make it fit. <laughs> <laughs> I there, there's a there's a few jokes in there that I just can't touch because this is supposed to be a family friendly show. <laughs> yeah, well, you got it because that's exactly the way I meant it. Uh, she's uh, she's come a long way in her understanding of uh, smart ass sexual innu- innuendo innuendo in the and window and uh, and it's been in the window before too. <laughs> that breeze felt okay. nice. I'll say, let's go ahead and just dive right into it, because I, I don't know if we're going to be able to have time for everything. So I'll just uh, briefly do a quick recap. If you guys missed episode 139, well, you're going to have to go back. Go check us out over at the XJ, XJTalkShow.com. 
And uh, the entire show archive is there for you. You can uh, download episode 139 for absolutely free and uh, and catch up, if you will. And we also, uh, you can find our shows over at the X, uh, XJ Talk YouTube channel as well. And you can uh, see some of the cool slideshow that Tony was sharing with us, so some of the pictures uh, from last uh, last week's show that uh, from my wheeling adventure from a few weeks ago. So um, we don't have picture capability to share with you guys tonight, so we're going to try and do something a little different uh, and use uh, some technology and some technology. And I'm going to be holding up uh, my smartphone and uh, and kind of sharing some pictures with you via webcam. So they're not going to be super detailed, uh, certainly not high definition, but uh, it'll at least kind of give you an idea for the live viewers and for those going back and viewing the uh, the YouTube show from uh, uh, from the YouTube channel, uh, sort of what I'm talking about. So. Um, where we left off, um, well, I'll just briefly recap. Uh, this uh, wheeling adventure was the uh, was an annual event. This is like the the 63rd or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's with the uh, the Jolly Jeepers, who is the oldest Jeep group in uh, our Jeep Club, sanctioned Jeep Club in uh, in all of Oregon and uh, potentially even in uh, the nation, if not the West Coast. Um, the Jolly Jeepers have been established uh, since 1961 or somewhere around there. Uh, so they've been around for quite a while. And they put on one heck of an event. It's a weekend-long event. They only accept 100 vehicles into the event. And uh, and I've been lucky enough to be a part of this for the last uh, four or five years or so. So um, uh, it, it was a, an adventure even getting to, to to this event. I was a week behind in my schedule. I thought I still had another week to prep for the Jeep, uh, prep for the prep the Jeep for the show, uh, and I didn't. And uh, it's not a show, really. It was more of a run. Um, but, uh, so it was a last ditch minute, last minute ditch effort to get the Jeep ready for this. And, and I had a laundry list of things to do and I didn't quite get everything done, but I got most of the important stuff done. So one of the things that, that was on my list was, uh, replacing the shack or the, the leaf spring bushings, um, in the, in the rear leaves. And, uh, and as you can see in this picture, I'm holding up now, um, they were quite bad. That is uh, an old versus the new. And I had to go through uh, quite a bit to, uh, to get those out. Um, and, uh, uh, it was it was an absolute pain just to get those out. It took me about five and a half hours just to get one out. Um, ended up having to virtually cut it in half and uh, and fold it in on itself just to get it to press out and hammer out of the leaf spring. And once those were out, I put in some shackle relocation brackets from HD Engineering. Um, uh, freshened up the CB. I had some issues there. Topped off the fluids. Uh, cleaned myself up and uh, and loaded the Jeep up full of uh, camping gear. And uh, and all my recovery gear and tools and and everything else that I was going to need for the weekend. So um, once I got on the road, it was extremely late. I had forgotten a couple of things, had to turn around um, a couple of times, come back for some stuff. I uh, still had to fuel up and and all that. I got into the uh, the Tillamook State Recreational Tillamook State Forest Recreational Area very late. Um, the gates for the event had already closed, so I basically had to sleep in my Jeep. Tell them about and the so, lack of bacon. Oh yeah, well yeah, we'll get to the bacon part here in a minute. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm six foot three. I'm a big guy. And as we all know, the back of the Cherokees, even the late models don't have a whole lot of cargo room. And so when you're, you know, full of gear, camping gear and recovery gear and tools and extra parts and all that stuff, there's not a lot of spare room in the Jeep. So I, uh, I had a banquet table with me. I laid that on top of everything, threw a sleeping bag on top of that and slept in the back of my Jeep. I got a couple hours of sleep and headed, uh, the rest of the way in the morning to uh, to meet up uh, with the rest of my crew who I was uh, meeting up down there. And uh, I rolled in about, you know, it was like, I don't know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, something like that. Um, stopped at this uh, little place called Alice's Country Kitchen because I had seen uh, my buddy who's got the the, metal, the Northwest uh, Regional Metal Cloak, TJ. And it's, you, can't, you can't miss that Jeep. I and mean, you, you see it a mile away. 
So, uh, you know, quick, you know, flipped a Yui in the, in the middle of the road and, and went down there and they were just finishing up. So I didn't get a chance to get any coffee or any bacon for that matter either. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, you know, all right, well, we got to go. So, okay, well I'm here. And, uh, and so it was, you know, rally into camp really quick, unload all the camping gear, load back in the recovery gear and the tools, strap everything down and get ready. And, and off to the staging area I went. Um, the first day was, uh, was very interesting. Um, out on the trail, we were, we hit the very first trail. We had been, you know, off road all of about 15, 20 minutes. And we had a CJ, um, shear off both of his spring mounts in the back. And so the axle was just sitting there flopping around. And, uh, so we got him off the trail that took about 45 minutes to clear him and get him on his way. Um, we ended up, um, uh, going back onto our, on our merry way, uh, with a smaller group and, um, uh, we were into another trail system and we had some more carnage and, uh, and this time it was a, uh, it was a Dodge Dakota, uh, who was rather modified. I should say he was on some, uh, I want to say like some 35, 1550s or something. I mean, just these huge monster thorn birds and, uh, and he ended up completely grenading his steering box and, uh, which made things very interesting because, um, uh, we ended up having to, um, you know, this is right in the middle of a trail system. And uh, we ended up having to get him into a point where we could, um, you know, get people around him and, and get him to bypass, uh, get people to bypass him. We got to another trail lead to come up and, and, and get the rest of the crew on their way. And while myself, the trail lead, and then this guy, um, you know, stayed behind to get him off the trail. Uh, we hooked a chain up to, to his knuckles and a bridle, uh, tried using a winch cable along with that to, to get things to... Uh, um, you know, steer properly. That didn't work. Uh, you know, we, we were trying to move things around a little bit as we could. We ended up having to use come alongs and, uh, and a come along from one side of the vehicle to one knuckle and a come along from the other side of the vehicle to the other knuckle. And it was five and a half hours of, you know, with the come alongs ratcheting to get the wheels to turn. And it was, you know, move two or three feet to unload the traction on the tires ratchet them the rest of the way to steer the vehicle, then move 20 or 30 feet, unload it all, you know, do it all over again. And, and it was five and a half hours of this in 90 degree weather, dusty trail and very high humidity. And then, you know, having to run back to my Jeep, 50, hundred yards back, grab it, catch up to the rest back underneath his rig and ratcheting some more. I mean, it was a workout and I was tired. I was beat and I was very dirty by the time I got back to camp. I can't so, believe you spent five hours of your precious time, weekend time doing that. That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. And, uh, at least we got back to camp and, uh, and everybody made it in, in one piece and he was able to get his uh, vehicle onto a trailer and, and get back down to back down to camp. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm from the, from the kind of camp that, you know, no soldier left behind. now granted he wasn't a jeeper, at least he had Mopar. So he had that going for him. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, we weren't going to just leave him stranded out there, you know, well, good luck, you know, sorry about your bad luck. You know, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so you should have thought I, twice, whatever you put those <laughs> size tires with, yeah. with that little beery steering box. <laughs> so we got back to camp and, uh, had just enough time to, to clean up and, and grab a couple beers and, uh, and go get some dinner and, uh, and head back into, uh, uh to the main area for, for the raffle and the Jolly Jeepers really put on a, a pretty good show. And, uh, everybody gets a door prize. I had won a t-shirt in the, uh, it was a little gift bag, you know, it was a t-shirt that was way too small for me, uh, a hat, a laser pointer and a little toy semi truck or something like that. I don't even know where the stuff is right now, but, but that's all I won. I mean, they were giving away CBs and winches and, and all sorts of other stuff. And, um, uh, so, you know, after that was all over, it was back to camp and I hadn't even set up camp at that point. So, you know, it was get all the camping gear up and everything. And, 
and, uh, you know, crash for the night, wake up the next morning, breakfast, hit the staging area and, uh, or hit the, uh, the rally point. And, uh, and then we, we left for the next day's worth of wheeling. And the next day's, uh, wheeling was, uh, was much more difficult section of trails. And we did this on purpose because we wanted to whittle down from the 12 vehicles we had the day before to just more of a few. And then this core group that I wheel with only once or twice a year. And, uh, and they're in some pretty decently modified vehicles, very capable. This is the same group that I went to the Rubicon with last year. And, uh, and so I, I look forward to, to meeting up with these guys and wheeling with them every year. Well, um, uh, this, this year we, uh, we had a few other people that, that we met, um, at the staging area that decided to tag along. Um, we end up, uh, hitting the trails and, and without any difficulty or, or issue. And, uh, I'm sorry, my camera's not, not focusing on this, but, uh, we had a, a Toyota and a, uh, and a Cherokee and another Cherokee join our group. And, uh, and that was fine. It was, it was cool to have, uh, you know, some diversity along with us and, and the Cherokee that was with us, he, uh, it was, a, it was an older, I think it was like a 92 or something like that. Um, freshly lifted on a four and a half inch, uh, rough country, uh, suspension. He hadn't had it out. This is kind of his shakedown run. He was a younger kid. I'm going to say about 19, 20 years old or so. Um, it's just kind of cool to have him along and, and, and whatnot. We, um, we hit this trail section. It's a, it's a four section trail. Uh, it's called Firebreak five. And, uh, and it's, it's known for its uh, difficulty and, and, and technicality. Um, we had some fun on it. We got up through, uh, three of the four sections and decided to break for lunch. And, uh, we all kind of just, you know, staged up and, and, uh, and had some fun we flexed out some vehicles and, and ate some lunch and, and, uh, kind of BS for a little while. And, and we had a good time. Um, this was, um, right at the same area where there's a, there's a very large rock garden. And, uh, and so this, uh, this rock garden, we decided to, to, to play on I and mean, it's part of the trail system. And, and, uh, as you can see, there's, I mean, it's just nothing but, but big rocks and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to play on and you get a chance to, to really, you know, flex out the Jeeps and, and really kind of, you know, test the vehicle's capabilities. It's a very technical section and, uh, we have a lot of fun on it. And, uh, with the metal cloak TJ and, and, uh, uh, my buddy in, in the, uh, the $65,000, CJ seven, uh, this is uh, the vehicle that I was in on the Rubicon. It's one of my favorite Jeeps of all time. Love that thing. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, I, I had my chance to play in the rocks as well. And, and, uh, and my Jeep did, uh, extre- extremely well. I was in this section of rocks, uh, last year and, and I had, had some difficulties. A lot of it was because of my suspension, the way things were set up. And, and, uh, and this year it, uh, it performed phenomenally well. Um, the shackle relocation brackets that I put on, I think, uh, were the biggest attributing factor to, to, uh, the way the Jeep performed in the rocks like this. And, uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, after that. We decided to uh, to split the group up, and uh, and I took everybody else through um, the final section of uh, a Firebreak Five uh, up to the top, and uh, uh, the other group um, mo- moved on to this area called Crushers, and uh, and Crushers is a it's a triple black diamond. It's one of the highest rated um, uh, difficulty level of trails that we have in the in the, uh, in, the in the Oregon area, and it's basically just a giant field of boulders. And, uh, there, there really is no line. There's no trail. It's basically you get in and once you're, once you make it through the filter and, and are down into the trail, um, it's pretty much good luck making it to the other side. And, uh, and there's just some, it's just a remarkable field of boulders and it's, it's extremely difficult. You have to be armored. I mean, 33s locked front and rear and as much armor as your Jeep can carry uh, is a bare minimum for going in there. And, um, 
Uh, so my, uh, myself and, and the rest of the group bypassed that to go up to the top. It's, it's, uh, kind of on the side of a mountain, um, fire brick five kind of curves around the, around it. And, uh, and so we, I took the rest of the crew who didn't have the vehicle capabilities to get up in there, um, up to the top. And then everybody could hike down into the big bowl area, uh, where these other three Jeeps were playing. And, and so it was the metal cloak TJ, um, uh, that, that highly modified CJ. And there was another, um, there's another C, uh, CJ five that was, uh, that was in the group as well that, uh, went in there and played. And, uh, and so I, I went up and, and through the upper filter is where I'd like to, where I like to play. And so I took my Jeep in there and I've got a great video of uh, my experience through that up on YouTube. And, uh, I wish I could share it with you guys here right now, but unfortunately I'm, I'm unable to do that. Um, but, uh, we'll post a link up in the show notes for you guys. If you'd like to check out some of my videos from, uh, this, uh, from this weekend, I had some great GoPro footage and, and stuff, and, uh, we had a lot of fun. Well, in this, uh, filter, and, and, and for those of you who don't know what a trail filter is, it's not a filter like your, um, like an oil filter, but it kind of does the same sort of thing. Um, what this filter is designed for is that, uh, if you can't make it through the filter, you can't make it through the trail. And so it's, it's meant to keep those who are not equipped enough or skilled enough or modified enough um, off of the trail that they shouldn't be on in the first place. And, and I haven't had an issue through the filters of these more difficult trails in the Jeep before, even you know with prior modifications. Now I'm, I'm a lot more modified, certainly a lot more experienced, and, uh, and you know, I, I know these, these trail systems pretty well. So, uh, and I've been on this, uh, this filter to crushers before. So... Uh, myself and, and one of the guy decided to, to play down, uh, play in this and he, he aired down a little bit more and I just kind of went in it and, uh, and I wasn't really planning on going down into the bowl, into the main, uh, the main area. I just wanted to go through the filter, kind of go up into this upper section, turn around and come back. And, uh, and through the course of that, I, I had some interesting things happen. And, um, you know, although it was some of the most spectacular weather and, and the vistas up there are unlike, you know, anything that uh, a lot of you guys get to see. Um, you know, living out in the Midwest or whatever. I mean, just the, the views are, are absolutely remarkable. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't up there just for the views. You know, I wanted to, to, um, to get up there and, and do some wheeling as well. Well, once I was, um, once I was up in there through that filter, I, I had a couple difficulties. And, uh, and one of the things that happened, um, here's, a, here's a shot of uh, some of the more uh, pristine views that we have in the Tillamook State Forest. Just nothing but, you know, panoramic uh, mountain ranges uh, blue skies. It's just absolutely marvelous. It's why I go up there and, and wheel in the first place. But, um, but one of the things I had happen was, uh, I got in a position where, um, I was trying to turn around and I, and I got positioned over this rock and, uh, in, in moving back and forth, trying to get myself turned around, I, I ended up kind of not quite high centering, but getting this rock underneath the Jeep, uh, in a precarious position to where it was between my, my cross member and my rear axle. And so I couldn't go forward and I couldn't go backwards very far uh, without either tagging the cross member or tagging the rear axle. And so it was like this Austin Powers, you know, when he's in the, in the you know, that hallway trying to, you know, move back and forth. And, and so I'm trying to crab walk the Jeep over to try and get off of this rock or, or out from, you know, over the top of it and to where I can at least get a tire over it. And, uh, and it took me several, several attempts and it really this between playing in the rock garden, going through the filter and then being in that position, it really made me, it came, I came to a realization that, um, gearing is extremely important when you're, when you're into this level of wheeling. Now you can lift your Jeep five or six inches. You can run 33s, 35s, whatever you want. You can still run your stock 355 gearing, 
Um, but uh, you're going to have some issues. And, and one of the issues that I found was, uh, you know, I didn't have that crawl ratio. Uh, I had to, you know, get the RPMs up to you know, disengage the, 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 the stall point on the torque converter, the automatic transmission, um, which, of course, you know, once that engages, the Jeep would, because the RPMs are up, even in four low, the Jeep would lunge a little bit. And so I didn't have that that slow start, that crawl. I had to kind of, you know, bump the RPMs up and jump the Jeep a little bit. Well, it's hard to control, especially in tight maneuvering, trying to get the Jeep to turn around um, to, to get things to do what you want to do. And in the process of trying to get the Jeep to turn around, I, uh, I ended up, um, you know, tagging the cross member, tagging the rear axle several times. I eventually did get my Jeep positioned over the top of that rock to where I can get a tire over it and just crawl over it and get my, you know, happy butt down the rest of the trail um, and back out. Well, in the process of doing so, I ended up um, suffering some, some pretty severe carnage. And uh, the extent of which I didn't quite fully realize until I had gotten out and tried to uh, spot myself um, into, you know, a better position from, from the one I was at. And, uh, let's see if I can pull these pictures up for you guys. Um, the, the extent of the carnage, which is going to be kind of hard to see in these pictures I'm holding up. Um, but, uh, folks, that's my transfer case right there that now has some new breather holes in it. I ended up uh, splitting my transfer case wide open, uh, on, on one of these rocks. And, uh, thankfully I had a spill kit with me, an off-road spill kit. So all the transfer case fluid, that did spill out. I was able to uh, to trap and mop up and, and clean. But there's a good shot of a uh, nice big fat crack and several more um, cracks coming off of that crack of my transfer case, which split wide open. So, mind you, at this point in time, I am I'm through the filter and up into a triple black diamond trail, and uh, and I have little to no fluid left in my transfer case. Um, and so it was, you know, once I saw that, you know, oh crap, uh, I got to go. And so down the hill, I flew back through the filter, not really giving a damn about anything, spotting wheel position, any of that. Um, I just sort of, and it wasn't, you know, pedaled the metal or anything like that. I just sort of went through it the way that I knew how to go through it. I knew where I need to put my tires. Um, but I wasn't delicate with it by any means. It was uh, my, the only thing on my mind was getting the Jeep through and getting it off the trail to where I could get it recovered because I knew obviously I wasn't going to be driving this Jeep for very much longer uh, without risking seizing up the transfer case altogether, uh, destroying the internals, seizing something other than the transfer case. You know, my, my worst concerns were uh, damaged transmission. So, uh, uh, you know, through the rest, and I only had about 100 yards after the filter to go before I was up into a, to an area called uh, the top of, of Saddle Mountain Road. And it, this is basically the summit of the, uh, the Tillamook State Forest um, uh, 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 mountain range. And so, uh, once I got up there and I parked the Jeep and, uh, and really assessed the damage, that's when I started taking the pictures of, of the carnage and stuff. Um, and, and I knew I was in a position where, um, okay, the, the Jeep is safe now. I'm, I'm out of harm's way. I'm, I'm out of the trails way. Uh, and you know, whatever happens from here, you know, at least I'll be able to, uh, to get the Jeep recovered, get a tow truck or a flatbed or something up here. Now I don't have a tow rig and I don't have a trailer. Uh, so I was at the mercy of those around me to lend a hand and I hate being in that position. Um, but uh, luckily enough, you know, I, I've, I've got a, you know, pretty good group of friends and, and these guys that I wheel with, you know, we've all helped each other out. And, uh, and so I had one guy, uh, who's the, uh, the Northwest regional rep for metal cloak, uh, and a, and a good friend of mine, uh, he, he came to my rescue, rallied back down to the camp, um, 
to the uh, to the base camp. Uh, got his truck and trailer, loaded his Jeep, plus all of my camping gear, which is only about halfway broken down at that point in time, loaded everything into his truck, loaded his Jeep onto the trailer, and came back up to come get me. Pulled his Jeep up off the trailer. I ended up driving that home. We put my Jeep on on his trailer and and basically um, went on our, our merry way. So um, some of the other damage that, uh, that occurred was... Um, as I was assessing the damage through uh, everything else, uh, one of the other guys that were coming along, because at this point, pretty much everybody knew that this XJ had a busted up transfer case and everybody wanted to see what a cracked transfer case looks like. Uh, this one guy says, hey, you got something else over here. And I was like, oh, goody, what's next? <laughs> and so it was uh, my driver's side axle U-joint um, had pretty much completely grenaded and uh, and it was toast. And uh, there was, I mean, basically nothing left. It had completely broken in half. It had uh, chewed up some of the ears. I don't know when that happened. It could have happened um, when I was coming out of the trail, uh, out of the filter, when I was pushing things a little hard. Uh, honestly, I have no idea. And it doesn't really matter. Um, I had a spare U-joint, but I wasn't going to bother doing that. The Jeep was dead in the water anyways. Um, but I couldn't have asked for a better place to to break down at. I mean, just the the view and the vista that I had right behind my Jeep was absolutely marvelous. So I took some pictures and and um, I had a, a a couple of hours to kill while uh, while the my rescue team uh, was coming back to come get me. But uh, um, we ended up getting the, getting the jeep uh, loaded up on a trailer, and it's a sad sight right there seeing my jeep on a trailer, um, and I'm driving behind it, uh, and uh, knowing that uh, that jeep is basically dead in the water. Took one last picture of the day. Um, just, and I, I mean, this is postcard type of scenery here, folks. Um, if, if you ever get a chance to come out to Oregon and, and wheel, uh, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, please come out. I would be more than happy to, uh, uh, to give you guys a tour and, uh, and take you up to some of these spots. And you can, can see uh, sort of the stuff that I wheel and, and, uh, and the kind of adventures that I have on a, on a semi-regular basis. Now, I mean, that wasn't the, uh, the end of it right there. I, um, uh, it was a it was a whole another day just to get my Jeep back uh, to where um, uh, back to, uh, to to my place. Um, it was a whole another day just to do that. Um, had it up on the trailer. We had to do some vehicle swapping. Uh, the metal cloak TJ had to go into the shop. It had a little bit of carnage that that had to get dealt with. A sheared airline, um, a track bar that was hitting a truss, and, and other things. Um, we finally got my Jeep back to my garage. Uh, back to its home, barely got it into the garage because of the axle U-joint was binding um, uh, because it was so destroyed. Uh, but I had had a, a set of uh, replacement shafts. I found this guy on Craigslist. Um, replacement inner and outer shafts with U-joints and unit bearings. The guy gave them to me for 60 bucks. Okay, I mean, so, just- so I know you were talking uh, at one time about getting some... Um- uh, chrome molly shafts from a, a guy on Naxter, right? That didn't uh, that didn't work out, or it was just too much. Uh, he wanted four hundred for that kit. I, I priced that same exact kit out. Full retail was six hundred and fifty. It's uh, a good deal, um, but not a I great think, deal. Yeah, yeah. I I think I might be able to get um, a better deal still. So I'm I'm holding out. I don't think they they've sold quite yet, but um, you know these are going to make good spares. Uh, I don't have any really heavy wheeling trips coming up. I, I might go out wheeling this weekend. Um, I have a, a, a big show that I got to do. It's the Salem Jeepers Summer Jam. Uh, it's down in Salem, Oregon, uh, Oregon State Capitol. And uh, it's, a, it's a yearly show. This is like my third or fourth year with this show. And uh, so I got to DJ that. And that was, that was the thing is the mad dash to get this Jeep fixed so I could load up my DJ gear with it. 
uh, into it and uh, and do the show. Um, last weekend was the weekend for repairs. I found a replacement transfer case on Craigslist. It was a guy who had another uh, NB242, and uh, it already had a slip yoke limiter on it. Oh, and the, wow. it happened to be the same as the Rubicon Express uh, hack and tap flange um, or yoke adapter that uh, is the same on mine. So basically, it was a direct bolt-in replacement for what I had. And it was, it was 200 bucks. So yeah, but you, know, you were you were 231 before, right? No, I was 242. I've oh, been I didn't realize that. Yeah. So and that that was a that was a whole adventure to to get that that well, transfer. Case. Let me stop um, you real quick. Uh, the, yeah, I, I don't I don't think this had anything to do with it, but the audience may wonder. Do you think that uh, the the transfer case cracking in half had anything to do with it being the perceived weaker NP242? Absolutely not. Um, really, what it came down to was. I mean, the, the, the 242 and the 231 cases are almost identical. Uh, the only difference are the nose cones of the output shaft uh, and, of course, the internals, having the, uh, the viscous decoupler inside of them, giving them the ability to run a full-time four-wheel drive if you so wish. Uh, and this is different than the, uh, what is it, the 249, I think it is, that you find in the Grand Cherokees, which is nothing but full-time four-wheel drive or four low. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically all you, all you get with those. So um, this gives you the option of two-wheel drive, four high, four low, and full-time four-wheel drive. Now, it's not my favorite transfer case by any stretch of the imagination, but it's what I had in the Jeep, and it's what I wanted to go with, because if I did do a 231, I would obviously have to do a slip yoke eliminator because of the, the lift that I'm at right now. Um, and the 231 slip yoke eliminator and the 242 hack-and-tap style that I have now um, are with substantially different length. So with a with a short shaft kit on a 231, um, it the whole transfer case assembly is much shorter than the 242 with a hack and tap. And so my driveline uh, combination that I've got right now wouldn't have worked. Now, would I have liked to have done that? Yes. I didn't have the time to do it, uh, and I didn't really want to spend the money right now on a new driveline and stuff, especially when I've got some stuff in the works as far as putting together a, a heavy duty transfer case. Well, you had uh, a limited we'll get, amount of we'll time to too. So this, show. yeah, this, you had a limited amount of time. So actually like you say, this worked out perfectly. So getting the, uh, the old axle shafts out, I was uh, able to see just how much damage um, was really done. I mean, there's a shot of, uh, of, I think that is the, I can't remember if that's the short or the long shaft. Um, uh, it's the driver's side. So I'm mean, it's both sure. short shafts, but I don't remember if that's the outer or the inner shaft, but that U joint's basically broken in half. And of course, the the ears is uh, the you know the the ears are, are completely toast, and uh, and the and the U joint cap is well completely blown off, and uh, and the ears ears are stretched out. Here's a good shot of that U joint cap just completely disintegrated. Uh, you can see it just sheared right off, just blew that thing out. So do you and, think I mean, do you think it broke in half and then the damage occurred, or do you think it it came loose and then through the binding it broke in half? You know, it's the age-old question: which came first, the chicken or the egg? I thought you um, might be able to see something on there, or uh, maybe remember hearing something, but uh, I guess not. No, and honestly, I didn't even know that this had happened because you know, up to that point, the Jeep was still rolling. I didn't hear any clicking or or notice any binding on that corner as I was you know driving out of the trail. Um, but here, I mean, here you can see uh, the, the needle bearings inside the knuckle, uh, just all. <laughs> You know, sitting there on top of uh, on top of my uh, Alloy USA uh, ball joint, which ended up taking some damage unto itself. Oh no! Well, when that U joint went, um, you know the the whole base, the whole axle assembly dropped uh, because you didn't have the U joint suspending the uh, the two halves of the of the axle there um, together anymore. So it dropped on top of the uh, 
uh, on top of the, uh, the that that ball joint. And here you can see it actually scraped away some of the top of my uh, of my of my ball joint along with the grease circ. Now these are greasable um, uh, ball joints, and uh, and it actually kind of kind of damaged the top of it a little bit. Now I'm I'm able to clean that up, and I'll I'll go ahead and chase those taps, extract what is left of the. Uh, uh, of the grease circ in there and, um, and, and get that all fixed up and it should be good to go. Uh, got the replacement U joint or the, the actual shaft. And I just put the entire assembly in there, the, the, the shafts, the U joint that's in there and the, and the unit bearing, uh, just to get me by for now. It's not pretty. I wouldn't wheel on this. Um, but, uh, but at least I, I've, I've got a spare if I need to. And, uh, uh, and, and the Jeep is back on the road. Next up was uh, was the transfer cases, so um, or the replacement transfer case. So I pulled the uh, the transfer cases uh, the transfer case out, cleaned up the old one. The old one there is uh, obviously the one without all the dirt, and uh, uh, or the the old one was is the one with the dirt and the red rag sticking out of it. And the new one is I uh, cleaned up with some simple green and some elbow grease, and uh, and got that all all ready to bolt in. Uh, you know I didn't want to uh, to bother with. Um, you know, doing, uh, you know, splitting the case open or anything like that. Um, you know, when I, when I met the guy to pick this thing up, I, you know, I spun it, I worked it through the gears, everything seemed to work. Okay. So I really wasn't too terribly worried about the condition of the case. Everything seemed to be okay. Um, the chain wasn't rattling against the case itself. Uh, everything turned and spun. So I was like, Hey, you know, this should be good to go. So I pulled my old case out, um, put the, uh, the new case in and uh, uh, did a fluid change. And when I when I pulled the when when I pulled the fluid when I pulled the the drain plugs and and started draining the fluid uh, out of that uh, out of the new case, um, the fluid was very brown, very dark. I could tell it probably hadn't ever been changed. Mm-hmm. The guy didn't take very good care of this 242. Uh, I seemed, or it may have very well been abused. So as the fluid was draining out, and I don't think it was quite full of fluid, it was probably half to, to three quarters of the way full of fluid. Um, uh, as it got down to the, the last little bit of fluid, um, it started to turn a little sparkly. There's a little bit of metal in that uh, in that fluid, and so I started to get very, very worried at that point. And I, I uh, got my pick tool in there. I removed both uh, the fill and the, and the drain port. I'm looking in the gears. I'm spinning everything to kind of you know see if the all the gears are still there. I, you know I'm looking at the the output, the input shaft uh, gears, uh, the main gear. I can see the chain. I can see the chain's got a little bit of a droop to it, but again, it wasn't dragging on the case, so I knew it wasn't terribly stretched out or anything like that. Um, I didn't see any any marring on the gears. I didn't see any shiny metal on the gears. I didn't see any missing teeth or anything like that. So I, I knew I was in fairly good shape. I got my pick tool in there and kind of scraped some of the metal off um, that was down at the bottom there. Uh, I got a couple small chunks of, of, you know, actual metal out of that. Uh, and what I determined was it looked like a C clip of some kind uh, that, you know, there's a lot of C clips on the, on the output shaft, uh, of these, uh, NV or M- M- new process or new venture transfer cases, uh, that hold everything in place. I think one of those worked them their, themselves loose and it kind of got into all the gears and it's a softer metal than the gears themselves. And it got all chewed up and disintegrated. And that's what was in there. Uh, I filled up the transfer case, uh, with fluid, got everything bolted back up and, uh, did a road test around the neighborhood, got the Jeep all, you know, back and buttoned up and, and back on its own wheels. And, uh, and during my little road test, uh, through the neighborhood, everything, everything seemed to go fine. Uh, Jeep accelerated fine, stopped fine. It, um, uh, uh, went through the, the, all the gear ranges. I went through, you know, four low, four high, even four full-time four wheel drive. Everything seemed to work. 
I accelerated, I reversed, you know, went through all the motions and everything seems to be working fine. I even drove the Jeep to work yesterday, uh, which was an interesting adventure unto itself uh, because of the, uh, the shackle relocation brackets. But that, that's another story as well. Um, but it's, uh, the Jeep ended up working out fairly well. I, I drove it to work because I wanted to make sure that, that everything was going to be working fine. And, and it does. So, um, my plan in the future, in the very near future here, uh, I've got to do some adjustments on my shock relocation brackets. I'm going to do an axle shaft upgrade here very soon as well. Uh, and the plan with the transfer case situation is that I'm going to be building a heavy-duty um, transfer case. And I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to stick with the 242 or if I want to go with the 231. Um, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the 231 range, but I'm going to be doing a heavy-duty version of it. And it's going to be involving a, uh, a six-planetary gear set in, the, uh, in there as well for strength, uh, a heavier-duty, uh, a larger, or a wider um, a main drive gear in there so I can run the heavy-duty chain uh, which is uh, like an inch and a half or an inch and a quarter wide chain versus like the three quarters of an inch or an inch chain that is in the the stock 231 or the 242 transfer cases and um, and really beef that that thing up. Now, there's one thing that I wish I would have done before I left uh, for this trip from the beginning. And that was as I had a transfer case skid plate sitting in my garage. Now, the problem is, is that that my unibody doesn't have the provisions to screw it in. Uh, there, you can see the two holes in the in the unibody where there would have been nut certs installed for this factory um, transfer case skid plate, uh, which if any of you guys have seen it, it's basically just a it's a it's a you know plate that's all of about maybe two feet long. It goes diagonally from the middle of your transfer or your uh, your transmission cross member over to the frame rail and right across underneath the uh, the transfer case, and it protects it from yeah. exactly. What happened? As far as as far as skid plates go, it's very unimpressive. <laughs> it's very not, unimp- You're right. It's <laughs> not sexy. It's it's not it's not very pretty. It's not quarter inch steel. It's not all uh-uh. flat and, no. and pretty. And and had I had time, all I was going to do was just tack weld it in place. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Quick yeah. beads. You know, it would have just it would have served its purpose uh, because yeah. I wasn't going to go through the trouble of you know going getting a you know nut cert uh, insert tool or trying to track down the right nut certs or anything like that. I wasn't going to start cutting holes in the unibody and, and welding nuts into there or anything like that. Uh, you know, I was just going to, you know, weld it in place. And if I had to take it off later, it's just a couple of grinds of some spot where, you know, some, uh, some, you know, spot welds or whatever. And, and, uh, and off it came. Uh, and I really, really wish I would have done that. I was running late anyways, and it would have saved me, you know, well, 300 bucks almost. And, uh, and a weekend's worth of work, but, uh, but nonetheless, you know, um, you know, I, I can't complain. It was a learning, uh, a learning, uh, a learning experience. Uh, you know, I, I definitely do it all over again. Maybe just do some things a little bit different. Uh, but it was a very, a very interesting adventure, and uh, I had a lot of fun. And, and I got to give big thanks out there to uh, to Kelly, the uh, the regional uh, rep for Metal Cloak and uh, RMP Four Wheel Drive, and uh, and of course my buddies uh, who came through and helped me out. Uh, Brandon B Mikes, he goes by on XJTalk.com. And, and of course, West 92 or wagon who, uh, even though he had just came out of surgery, uh, mere, uh, 24 hours prior, uh, he came by in, uh, in braces and everything and, uh, and decided to supervise and point fingers and delegate. <laughs> so it was, it was awfully nice of him to stop by as well and, and lend some moral support. Sounds like payback. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's so, great. Yeah. I guess, I guess the, the, the lesson learned here is, is that whenever you get in too big of a hurry, uh, bad things are going to happen. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is, is out on the trail, you know, I was being mindful, but you know, you never can tell, um, you may end up in a position that is not favorable for the vehicle that you're driving or, uh, or even in, in some of your guys' cases, maybe even your own capabilities. Now the Jeep was more than capable of getting through what I, what I had put it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem was it had just gotten in a very precarious position. I mean, this is, you know, a, a perfect storm of scenarios here. I mean, this otherwise never would have happened. I've been in that area before a few times. I'm familiar with it. I've had the Jeep up there. Uh, it was just where I had turned around the angle of the Jeep uh, and, and the position that I was in just got to put me in the wrong kind of spot and uh, carnage ensued afterwards. So uh, my lesson is, is, I mean, what I took away from all of this is one, you got to have armor, folks. Mm-hmm. Got to have armor. And, uh, and secondly, I, I learned just how important gearing can be when you absolutely need it. So um, let me ask you, since, since I have really limited off-road experience and really no experience on rocks, in my mind, just on stuff that I've read, and of course it's worst case scenarios like this situation, at least that's what sticks out in your, in your memory is what bad, you know, what horrible thing happened to somebody and how much work they had to do because of it. Um, I wouldn't think that anybody would go on rocks without proper skid plates, especially for the transfer case, because it, it's such a game killer. Uh, just one, one wrong move. You crack that thing open, you're done. And, uh, if you don't got a trailer, uh, it gets to sit there until you can figure out a way to get it back. So yeah. uh, of the people out there, uh, did you have any kind of feel? I mean, I know you weren't crawling underneath the Jeeps inspecting everything, but did you get a feel for who had transfer case skids and maybe uh, this a full, a full range of skids? Uh, front skid, uh, uh, gas tank skid, which I think would be another game changer and <laughs> potentially, uh, exciting if you were to get it all the right, uh, the right type of rock and sparks, but, uh, oh yeah. Well, for most, I don't know about the early model, but I know for sure that all the late model, um, Cherokees and all the TJs all have plastic gas tanks. Uh, and that's why it is so important. I mean, I've, I've been saying for, for years that the two most important pieces of armor are one rock rails because I mean, you can hammer out, um, you know, some dents here and there of, you know, fenders and, and things like that. Um, but, uh, your gas tank, if you put your gas, that plastic gas tank of a Cherokee or a TJ, uh, onto a rock, um, now talk about a, a you know, a game ender, um, that mm-hmm. right there, you puncture a hole in your gas tank. I mean, you're done. Uh, so, you know, gas tank skid plate is, is, is very important. Rock rails are very important because, uh, they definitely increase the capability of your Jeep. Um, because, you know, you can drag your Jeep, um, you know, via the rock rails around a tree or over a rock or an obstacle or, or, or what have you. Um, but definitely, you know, undercarriage armor is also important. I've got, you know, uh, uh, control arm bracket, uh, skid plates, uh, it was kind of built into the new mounts that I have on there from ballistic right. fabrication. Um, I've got a uh, gas tank skid plate. I've got rock rails and I have this transfer case, um, skid plate, but, uh, uh, again, I, I really, really wish I would have put it on, but, you know, live and learn. So the, the uh, I, I guess, uh, confusing way I put it, how many people out there would you say were wheeling without transfer case skid plates? Uh, in, in our group, um, th- well, the the Toyota didn't have any armor. The Cherokee didn't have any armor at all. Um, the CJs both had armor, and the TJ was semi-armored. He, he's got rock rails. Um, he's got gas tank skid plate. And he's got an oil pan skid plate, um, but nothing in front uh, as far as, you know, control arm skids or transfer case skids or anything like that. So 
Um, he, he was a little bit unprotected as well. And he was actually playing in the big rocks, um, where, you know, I, I wouldn't go without a full belly pan. So you could have made it. It was just really, like you say, it was one of those situations where it was just the, the perfect storm, the right, uh, series of events. And, and I yep, guess that's exactly. what the, uh, what the skids help you, uh, survive from and, uh, and uh, say, hey, I meant to do that, and just go on. <laughs> so, yep. so the 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 the, the broken transfer uh, transfer case that you have, uh, I know that you have plans to build up a a two thirty one more than likely, but uh, it'd be pretty easy to find a uh, another case and uh, put your uh, old two forty two parts in there and have a, a spare, wouldn't it? Yeah, and that's in uh, in fact one of the things that that I that I'm uh, I'm going to try and do is 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 find myself and and then the other the other option is to just screw the case and and just take the output shaft out and and sell it to somebody. That's true. Um, because really, that's all that you need is just that output shaft with the uh, with the hack and tap flange on it. And uh, I'll try and get a good uh, a good close up view here. There's the the hack and tap flange. And that's basically your your double carden joint uh, bolts to that, and your drive line bolts to the double carden joint, the CV joint. So, um, you know, that's it's it's a it's a lathe modified output shaft. It's basically what you would get uh, from Tom Woods if you were to buy their um, uh, their two forty two slip yoke limiter. They have a different flange uh, kit, it's more more like the two thirty one transfer case, but uh, a two thirty one slip yoke limiter. But that's basically the same thing. So. Yeah, it's uh, obviously I can't salvage the case, but uh, I'm going to at least salvage the guts or Good. salvage the output shaft and, and move on. Excellent. Well, glad you made it back. Glad you got it all pieced back together, yeah. and uh, hopefully it'll uh, hopefully it'll hold together long enough to, for you to uh, make longer term changes with it. Yeah, indeed. Well, I think we're uh, we got a little time here. Should we do the? You want to do the voicemails or get into Amazon? You bought what? Well, how many voicemails do we have? I've uh, I've only got. Uh, I would imagine Nikki G is uh, has got some stuff to share with us. Yeah, uh, we have a you know, pretty interesting one too. Uh, just a, just a couple. Let's uh, let's hit the voicemails. Sure. Hey, this is Tony, and this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our twenty four seven voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, just listening to the uh, podcast slash YouTube channel. And uh, I found it very interesting of Josh doing all the rock crawling stuff, and I enjoyed the pictures of it. And uh, but I just want to say that, that is not for me. As you know, my Jeep has no cup holders, so any <laughs> beverages I have have to be lodged firmly in my crotch. And going over rocks and bumps and stuff like that will uh, cause it to spill, make it look like I wet myself, and then everybody will call me pee-pee pants again. So, <laughs> again. Uh, no thanks. I'll just uh, stay uh, to the paved roads. All right, gentlemen, I will catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I like that again. <laughs> hey, this is Nikki G, and I uh, listened to the podcast and the, the post show where you guys talked about the Tony and Josh show, and I have left thousands of voicemails on that line 
So uh, whoever has that phone number now probably thinks I'm crazy. But uh, I'm going to call and apologize to him and inform him. And uh, I've got you on speakerphone on my phone. I'm using my crappy Verizon work phone to uh, call them. I'll put them on speaker. The phone works. And uh, we'll see how it, how it goes. I hope you guys can hear this. It's ringing. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I've been leaving voicemails for the Tony and Josh show. It's a podcast about uh, two functionally illiterate guys. It's a pretty good podcast. You should should check it out. But uh, this used to be the number for them, and it is no longer. So I apologize for leaving all these crazy voicemails. Uh, I'm really not insane, although a lot of people argue that. But uh, I got you on the line. Let me ask you, can you tell me why 7-Eleven has locks on the door if they're open 24 hours a day? Couldn't they just save that $100 for door locks and uh, pass the savings on to us, the consumers? Maybe lower the price of a Slurpee from $0.79 cents to, like, $0.77. Cents. All right, uh, gentlemen or gals, whoever it may be, uh, I'll uh, chat at you next week. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> but I'll keep him wondering for a while. All right, guys, uh, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys don't know what uh, Nikki G's talking about, we uh, the Tony and Josh show, another podcast that uh, Josh and I do, uh, was on hiatus for uh, several months, and uh, the uh, free uh, voicemail service we were using, which is different than this one uh, that we use on uh, XJ Talk Show. Uh, if you don't use it for 30 days, you lose it. So if there's no uh, activity on it, they uh, remove the number and give it from you and give it to somebody else. And and unfortunately, that's what happened. But we didn't realize that because it's been you know, a long time since I set it up. So Josh and I have been giving out the numbers uh, to uh, uh, for everybody to call in. And then it uh, when I did find out that the, the number was gone, I uh, was telling Josh in the post show uh, that, uh, oh, no. Nikki G's been calling that number, and I don't know who's been hearing it. <laughs> so that was him calling them and uh, letting them know, uh, apologizing for the thousands of messages that he's called and left. I was going to say, it's too bad that it was just a kind of a generic, uh, you know, generic answering machine or whatever, because it would have been kind of curious to see who, you know, who it was that was, uh, that, you know, whose line, ha- whose line is yeah, that now? Yeah, like Tom and Phil's Mortuary. Or you get half off when you get only bury half the loved one or something like that. You tag them, we bag them. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move along to our Amazon. You bought what? Oh, I can't wait. Amazon.com and the XJ Talk Show present. You bought what? And this is a thing that where I go, Josh. How does this work? Well, how this works, guys, is uh, if you'd like to join in on the fun, well, we've got a great relationship set up with Amazon.com. And uh, if you guys don't know who Amazon.com is, well, uh, you've been living under a rock for the last 20 years. No, I'm kidding. Uh, It's basically the number one place that you can go to buy anything you could possibly think of online. It's probably your number one most uh, destination and probably the number one most used destination for online shopping. And we've got a great relationship set up with them. Folks, if you'd like to participate, all you got to do is uh, head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. You're going to see an Amazon banner right there on the main page. 
You click on that. It takes you right to Amazon.com where you can do all the shopping that you would normally do. And uh, Amazon has agreed to give us a small little kickback. It's a great way for you guys to help support your favorite off-road show. And it helps keep us it helps us keep the lights on over here at uh, xjtalkshow.com central. Uh, so um, uh, in addition to that, they give us a list of uh, the things that you guys have been buying. And uh, we have some fun with it. You guys have uh, shown up with uh, some crotchless panties before and some bacon salt and all sorts of uh, purchased, oddball as items. Purchased, yes. not shown up with. <laughs> well, no, that's true. Not shown up with. I bought. Yeah. Thank, thankfully, we haven't had anybody show up with uh, uh, any crotchless panties. So, <laughs> but nonetheless, it's those kind of curveballs that makes this a lot of fun. And uh, one quick thing, guys, by doing this, you're not going to pay a single red cent more for what you're buying. I know you're probably thinking, well, they just go ahead and mark the price up. It doesn't work that way. It's actually a great way to stick it to the man, if you will, <laughs> and uh, get yourself a great deal on some great products and, well, help support the XJ Talk Show at the, all at the same time. It really is a win-win. You pay the same price that you would normally pay, and we still get something out of it. In fact, Josh, we got a little deposit from Amazon today. It's uh, it's from May, but uh, you know it's 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 still a little money. It helps uh, pay to keep the lights on here. Fantastic. And, uh, well, guys, the, this list is, uh, is looking pretty good. We've got all sorts of stuff. And, uh, unfortunately I don't see any crotchless panties on it, uh, on this week, but, uh, uh, and I don't see any of those marital aids uh, that we've had in, in the, in the past as well, but nonetheless, there is some cool stuff. And I think I even see a Jeep part or two. Oh, Hey, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, you know, we, we normally tell you to go over to XJ talk or XJ talk show.com and uh, click on the Amazon banner. Well, you can actually go to uh, xjtalk.com slash Amazon or xjtalkshow.com slash Amazon. And not only will you see the banner that you click on, and that's the only thing that's on the page, uh, you'll also start seeing these items that we talk about in uh, the Amazon you bought in what segment. So if you see something here and you, I mean, if you hear about it and you want to learn more, or maybe purchase it, you can just go to xjtalkshow.com slash Amazon and see and click on the item and you don't have to click any more than that because if you buy it we get the credit for it and in fact if you buy anything over the next 24 hours after clicking that we're going to get that credit too but don't wait too long folks so let's go ahead and uh, and get those and keep those purchases coming in fact all right you want to go or you want me to go i want you to take first to run on this i've been talking all night yeah you have okay so <laughs> this is the <laughs> this is a, a a near and dear uh, thing item to me it's a uh, Elm 327 Bluetooth scan tool, OBD2 uh, scanner. So this is a, a nice little thing, and I think we talked about this last uh, the last time we did this, not last show, but the next, last time we did this. I really like these little things because they allow you to monitor all the, the sensors that the OBD2 uh, has access to from your smartphone. No wires, nothing, just smartphone, this thing plugged into the, uh, the, OBD2, the OBD2 port, and uh, boy, you got a constant stream of data. It's almost like Star Trek. Yeah, it is really cool. And that Torque app uh, for those of you who have a smartphone, I mean, I think they've got it for Apple. I'm pretty sure. I know they've got it for uh, for all the Android devices, guys. If you've got a tablet laying around and you've got to be, you can find a mount for that for the Jeep. A tablet running Torque and this little Bluetooth dongle thing you just plug right into the Jeep. It is a very cool combination. To have you know real time diagnostics and, and all those numbers right there at your fingertips uh, and display while you're wheeling or out on the trail. Well, really well, cool. Stuff. Well, one quick thing I'll mention: not only can you see what your speedometer is telling you the speed is, 
It'll also give you GPS speed if your uh, smartphone is, is enabled with GPS. So you can actually see where you're off on the, the speed. Uh, you know, when how you might want to get one of those little uh, transfer case uh, speedo uh, multi-tooth things to gears to, to go in there and correct it. That's right. Yeah, good point, Tony. Well, here uh, in continuing the automotive section, we have an ACI 99300 windshield washer pump. Um, that's a good combination to have because, uh, you know, well, when you're out on the trail, there's nothing better than a clean windshield. <laughs> no. Uh, there's a truck stop joke in there somewhere. Uh, well, I'm sure there's all <laughs> kinds of jokes in there. I was, I was even going to uh, go ahead and do some self-deprecation on that one, but I'm going to go ahead and leave it alone. <laughs> there you go. So uh, <laughs> this probably is some Jeep-related stuff, and we always like seeing people uh, going to Amazon and buying Jeep-related uh, uh, replacement parts. Uh, Lord knows they always need them. This is a, a Dorman hood latch, and I'll just go ahead and add in the Dorman hood, re- uh, hood release cable. If you uh, ever have a problem with your release cable, Heaven help you getting that hood open. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on Jeeps and especially like the, uh, uh, you know, like the YJs, they were notorious for having, um, you know, bad, uh, bad release cables, um, or our TJs rather. And the XJs, uh, same thing, early model XJs, uh, always, always sticky hood release cables. And so it's nice to have these, uh, get a fresh one in there every now and again. So uh, here's one. Uh, well, somebody might be having some cooling issues. I've actually seen a couple posts here recently on xjtalk.com um, of uh, somebody having a uh, having an issue with uh, with some heating or some cooling issues, rather, uh, trying to keep the temps down on their own Jeep. And this is a, a GMB 110 to 1080p. Uh, I don't know if that's horsepower or uh, pressure, PSI, what. But nonetheless, it's a high-performance series water pump. It's only 50 bucks, and, uh, well, that's a pretty good deal considering it's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is pretty cool. This is a book, and I'm just going to go with this one. This will be our last one for the evening. We get we got to wrap it up. But right. uh, today, yeah, for for you know, today being such a hot day down here in Texas, and Steve 4.3 LXJ in our chat room said it was 102 there in uh, the area of California that he he's in. Uh, so anyway, this uh, this book seems aptly named the 98.6 degrees: the art of keeping your ass alive. <laughs> <laughs> man anything over 80 degrees just found out what you bought oh my god i just can't believe that made it on the list <laughs> sorry josh <laughs> that's all right <laughs> so anyway you know, go ahead i mean it's important to keep your ass alive i'd like to keep some other parts of me alive as well but uh you know that, i guess that's probably in series two of the book uh, with a dead ass you're never sitting down and nobody wants to be alive if uh, if you can't sit down every once in a while so, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to mention the re- the reviews that uh, we did get. Uh, so, uh, Josh, why don't you uh, give us those real quick? All right. Well, we got uh, we got just one this evening. It's uh, from a, a guy named Daniel Bryant. He's a a fan of uh, or a friend of ours on Facebook, and and he wrote in, "Love the XJ Talk Show. You guys are awesome." And uh, he says, "I listen to it and find it to be the interesting and very helpful and great entertainment as well." Uh, very kind words from Daniel Bryant. I'm not sure exactly where he's from. Uh, hopefully, he's a Jeeper as well, but he's a friend of ours on Facebook, and he left us some very kind words there. Um, guys, we invite you to, well, leave us some kind words like Daniel Bryant did there on Facebook, or uh, head over to Stitcher or iTunes if you guys are listening or using um, the, the XJ Talk Show through iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment there as well, and we'll be sure to get it out on the air. You know, it has been uh, June 2nd was the last time we had an iTunes review, Josh. 
Yes. You people. How dare you leave us hanging like that? No, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, we appreciate all the support that you have been giving us. Uh, if you'd like to call in and, well, give us some kudos just with your own voice, you can do that, too, like uh, Nikki G has done many, many times. Yes. Uh, even if you had a short joke or like to get in for your own interview for a wheeling adventure you've recently had, give our 24-7 voicemail line a call at 530-675-4102. Yeah, and we'll be getting back to the uh, the normal segments next week. But uh, like I said, uh, the the adventure that Josh was on, I thought was so interesting. Uh, Josh was kind enough to uh, uh, go through all of that, relive that whole thing. And uh, as you saw that it was giving him some cold sweats, uh, he was having to, to towel off during the telling of that show because he was having to uh, relive that, uh, yeah. relive those horrid, horrible, no bacon events. Oh, next year, I'm, I'm bringing two pounds of bacon up there, pre-cooked. Uh, in the shape of a pillow. Hey, yes, because I did forget my pillow. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up again. <laughs> well, how's the uh, throttle body coming? No, I'm just messing with Oh, it. there's another one. Yeah, yeah. S- sitting on my desk at work. At least it's made it that far. Oh, paperweight. That, that's going to be an interesting. Uh, I'm sure the chicks come by and go, hey, nice throttle body. You going to make I that get- bigger? <laughs> I get, I get asked about it all the time. Nice one. <laughs> hey, don't don't forget tomorrow, if you're listening to the live show, is Friday. That's Red Fridays, uh, or R-E-D. Remember, everyone deployed. Guys, please head over to HiddenWoundsXJ.com or find them on Facebook and like them. Please support their cause. Uh, they're helping out with people with PTSD and traumatic brain injury, and they're trying to build a Cherokee to raise awareness and take around a show. So let's go help those guys out. Absolutely. Well, till next week, uh, this is Tony. And this is Josh. You guys have a great Jeep week. My name is fucking Audrey kid. Red Jeeps are sexy, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. On this week's XJ Talk Show, Josh tells us part two of his carnage-filled wheeling trip with Jolly Jeepers weekend. His carnage-filled weekend. Carnage-filled wheeling trip. Yeah. I, if, 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 it, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't flow off the tongue right, feel free to change it. It, it could be your words or it could be mine. I, it, the, the reading is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> On this week's XJ Talk Show, Joyce, te- Joyce tells Joyce. us. <laughs> <laughs> it tells us about a sex change he's getting, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs>